0: three different, well, two, two pictures of Jesus, um, two different, we have all kinds of different images of, of Jesus that scripture tells us about, we have Jesus on the cross, we have, we have Jesus as a, as a little uh, kid that stays behind and stays at the church for a while, you know, and, and is teaching, and the parents come, and they're like, where are you, you know, and they lose him for a little bit, we have Jesus walking on the water, we have um, Jesus feeding 5,000. Um, the, two, the two images I want to show you guys uh, or describe to you guys today is, is probably the most extreme outside of the cross. Okay? So most people uh, understand Jesus to be loving and kind and gentle and patient and enduring, right? Yeah. Okay? <laughs> right? You pray and Jesus hears you, right? Um, there's two images from scripture where Jesus is unlike that. Like, Jesus is is flat out furious. Um, It happens in John chapter 2, and it happens in Mark 11. Two different times, one at the beginning of his ministry, one at the end of his ministry. When Jesus goes into the temple, and he is livid, like he is pissed. He, uh, in in one of the cases, he makes a whip with, like, bones and stuff, and starts jacking fools. Um, Have you guys ever, like, daydreamed to, to throw a desk in class? Yeah, I used, to, I used to have friends that used to throw Ms. Um, Wong, some of my classmates are pretty pretty rugged um, so they're just getting out of jail now um, but I used to have guys who used to just throw desks. desk you know, well Jesus went into the temple um, on two different occasions and started throwing tables, he started beating people and kicking them out of the church, that's not really an image that most of us think about when we think about Jesus yeah? Um, so at the time when, when Jesus had been in ministry, um, people would travel great distances to the synagogue to repent for their sins. Uh, in order to repent for their sins, they needed to have uh, animal sacrifices. You know what like the scripture says? Uh, Without the shedding of blood, there is no cleansing of your sin. Yeah. So prior to Jesus, people uh, sacrificed animals. Yeah. And as animals were sacrificed, their sins were atoned for. So these people would travel great distances, and to meet the needs of these people, so they travel great distances, but they wouldn't bring animals with them. They would just bring, I mean, their money, right? So they would go into the church, and they could purchase animals, okay? So it wasn't a bad thing for businesses or people to provide uh, these animals for them, but the bad thing was they were jacking up the prices. These people would travel great distances to worship at the church, and the church was... Uh, charging them high-end prices and trying to uh, crook um, the followers of christ in in the church so jesus walks into the church and he's livid he's like my uh, father's house is supposed to be a house of prayer yeah my father's house is supposed to be a house of prayer like i don't want to get down on any any church that you guys might attend but really uh, prayer needs to be in and out of everything that we do in the church before church after church during church like uh, we kind of just be praying all the time like you know like sometimes you gotta share a message you know it's good to praise it's good to sing songs uh, it's good to share meals it's good to hang out but really uh if there's anything that identifies us with being christians it's supposed to be that we pray like if you believe in god you're supposed to be somebody who prays because that's the way that we communicate with god there's no other way you know like the the premier way that we communicate with god is in prayer Yes in praise, yes in God's word, but pretty much a dialogue with Jesus, yeah, prayer is the utmost, okay, so that's one image, like angry Jesus, okay, pure, but angry, because what his father's house was created for wasn't what it was being functioned as, okay, another image, Uh, Luke chapter 10, Jesus sends out, uh, or Luke chapter 9, Jesus sends out the 12 apostles, so twelve apostles go out. He gives them power to cast out demons. They go out there. They, they preach the gospel. They cast out demons. They come back. They're super excited. Chapter ten, Jesus sends out seventy two other people. So not the chosen twelve, he sends out seventy two other followers, and he gives them um, uh, a short four step process as they go into these towns. Yeah, the first one says he uh, when you go into a town, uh, speak peace to it. Like speak blessing. Yeah, the next step he says is to uh, build relationship with the people. So you go into a town and you speak peace. If they say like, "Hey, come inside, stay at my house, go in and stay at their house." If they offer you uh, uh, water and food and a night to stay, stay there. Yeah, so you build relationship. The third step, he says, meet the needs, heal the sick. So whatever's happening there, you heal the sick. You know, so how do you heal the sick? Prayer. You know. If somebody needs help with something that you can do, then do it. You know, like say grandma's like uh, raking the leaves outside I and mean, be like, hey, grandma, I'm going to pray for those leaves to get raked up in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, grab the rake and rake with Jesus, you know, rake for Jesus. But if there's anything that you cannot do, now yeah, somebody's sick, somebody's dying, um, somebody just lost their job, like those things, pray and let God do those things. Okay, and then the last step is tell them that God's kingdom is near. Okay. So Jesus sends out the 72 with this message. Yeah? Speak peace, build a relationship, heal the needs, or meet the needs, and tell them that God is near. So Jesus sends out the 72, okay? They come back, and Jesus is ecstatic. He's like, holy smoke. So these guys, these 72 come back, and they're like, man, we went out there, and and, we, and, and, and even the demons were subject to what we said. So let me give you two comparisons. So the 12, Jesus gave them authority to cast out demons. They went out there and they cast out demons. The 72, when, when he said to go out, <coughs> he didn't give them the power to cast out demons. And yet, they still were able to. So Jesus comes back and he's like ecstatic. He's like, man, you guys are amazing. He said, I saw Satan falling from heaven as you guys went out and, and ministered. But Jesus ex- exuberant. And for the first time in Luke, Jesus thanks God. I'm sure Jesus thanks God all, thank God all the time, but the first documented time in Luke, yeah, it's found in Luke chapter ten. Jesus stops and says, "I thank you, Father, for revealing these things to these young people. That you've given them eyes to see and a heart to understand. Yeah? That Jesus is real. Jesus is here, yeah? and, and the Savior has come. It's the craziest thing." Yeah. And Jesus is just ecstatic that what he had believed in the Father has now just been translated over to seventy-two other people. Okay. And then uh, the, the last, the, the third little story is from um, the Old Testament, uh, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Uh, says that if my people who are called by my name, say so if we're Christians. Yeah, you're Christ-like. You have that stamp Christ on your uh, shoulder, on your back, you know, like on your heart. That if you call yourself a Christian, that means you're like Jesus. Yeah. That's what a Christian, the literal, the literal translation of Christian came from the world. It was the world judging the people who followed Jesus and said, you people are like Jesus. So you guys are Christians. Yeah, it wasn't the Christians who gave them that name. It was the world who gave them that name because how they treated one another. They treated one another with love and kindness. They prayed for one another because most of the time, unless you're Muslim, you're not praying. You know what I mean? Like if you trust in God, you're supposed to be a praying person. So, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray. yeah, Prayer is pretty much saying, God, I cannot do it. I need your help. That's humble. That's humility. Humility is acknowledging your weakness and acknowledging God's greatness. So if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, if they would seek my face, mm-hmm. yeah. like we just really like, when we pray, all those things can happen. Yeah. When we stop and we pray, that means we give God attention. Yeah. That means we take attention off of ourselves. Yeah. And we acknowledge God and his power, his authority, his care, his patience, and God, I need your help. All of that happens when we pray. Yeah, If we humble ourselves, seek his face, Yeah, and then the other one, turn from our wicked ways, it's hard to sin and pray at the same time, I don't know if I I don't know if it's possible. Mm-hmm. You're you're don't try doing. it, but don't try it. Okay? <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna try it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, if they will turn from their wicked ways, uh-huh. yes, and they would repent from their sins, the promise that God gives is unlike mm-hmm. any promise that this world can offer you. He says, I will hear your prayer, I will forgive your sins, and I will heal your land. When we pray, when we pray, it allows God to do his part. Prayer means I get to my line and I'm like, God, I cannot go any farther. I've done as much as I can from this point on. Jesus, I I need your help. And I like what he says. Forgive us of our sins. The one thing that holds us back from having a communication with God is our sins. He takes care of that. Yeah. Jesus already took care of that on the cross. Amen? Yeah. Amen. The reason why we can pray is that Jesus already died on the cross. He rose again three days later, and he's seated on the right hand of the Father. So we can pray. Yeah. So he forgives us of our sins. Yeah, and he's he's committed on healing the land. Yeah, and who who's on the land? Our cousins, our friends, our family members. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what is going on in, in your families. But chances are, there's people who don't know Jesus in their families. Chances are, there are people that are having a hard time with um, finances right now. Chances are, there's probably people fighting, maybe on a monthly basis around you. Chances are, that maybe you're, you're living with somebody who's, who's, who's uh, uh, got health issues. Maybe they're young and have health issues, or they're, they're old and have got health issues. Chances are, there's a place for you to pray. There's a reason for you guys to pray. And I want to let you guys know today that the greatest thing that you can be about in this life is prayer. Hands down. Hands down. The greatest thing you can be about in this life is prayer. Yeah. Because when when you pray, God shares his heart with you. You want a a different life? Get Get the Father heart of God. Yeah, remember last time I came here, I, I challenged you guys to pray uh, prayers that take a long time to get answered, right? Because our prayers are stored up in heaven, right? Go because go ahead. Right? Remember last time I came, I said, uh, uh, "What what's in heaven? Like, we're not in heaven, but what part of us are in heaven? The bowls, yeah? Mm-hmm. The offering bowls of prayer are in heaven. And we can fill those bowls with our prayers of praise, of need, of thanksgiving, like whatever it is that, that we need to be praying for. Like, our government, you guys didn't pray for our government. This is one of the gnarliest elections like Kion and I were talking about last night, probably one of the gnarliest elections that our state I mean our, our nation has ever had to go up against. Like I don't think we've ever been so polarized between extreme like non freedom, non religion, non Christianity, to like full on liberalism. Like I don't think this election has, has ever been uh, an election like that. And we gotta pray. Jesus um, taught Paul, and Paul taught us by saying that we should pray for our government, we should pray for our officials, we should pray for our nations. We've got to be praying for those things. Why? Because it releases God to do the things that he can Jesus said that his house and his people are supposed to be about prayer. Because God wants to do stuff. But he wants to use us. I mean, God is God. He can do whatever he wants, right? But there's a crazy blessing that God offers us by allowing us to partner with him in this life. God sits on the throne. He doesn't need me, and yet he still chooses to use me. A good God, co- Could God have shown up today and gave this message? Yeah. Why didn't he? I don't know. But for some reason, he chose me. You guys get it? That God wants to be in a partnership with us. And when we pray, we participate in something that is so much more divine than the real. Yeah. Um, in 2 Peter, and I'm going to end with this, 2 Peter, um, Peter says that I walked with Jesus, I talked with Jesus, I saw Jesus in the real. He says, the one thing that I know more than that, God's spirit living in me. That when Jesus comes and he speaks to me. Go read it. 2 Peter, yeah? It's it's the, the most craziest thing I've ever heard. Like Peter says, more than walking with Jesus and talking with Jesus is the fact that Jesus isn't around with me and then he comes and he gives me a word. He comes and speaks with me and I get to speak with him. One of the greatest gifts that we have in this life yeah one of the greatest tools one of the greatest opportunities we have to participate in this life with christ is through prayer. Yeah. and i want to just like encourage you guys man talk with god all day long there's all kinds of different types of prayer prayers on our hands and knees and so we cry out to god say god i can't do this on my own i need you There's prayers of praise, like, God, you're amazing. Like, I don't know how you did it, but you just did it. Like, I was praying for my friend for all these years, and then now they finally came to the Lord. Oh, God, you're so good. Mm -hmm. You know, there's those kind of prayers. There's prayers, like, one of my aunties, when I grew up, she used to, like, uh, be very, I want to say it, um, very descriptive with Jesus you know, and she would get frustrated, and she would just swear at God, like, God, oh, I can't understand this, beep, 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 God can handle, okay, God can handle, you're like, I don't know if that's real, I mean, I don't know either, right, I don't know if that's good, but God can handle that, you know, God's not like, oh, you know, you kind going be saying that, God can take it, no. the best prayers, yeah, are the prayers that we make, the prayers that are genuine. 2 Chronicles 7.14. And yeah. then if my people are called by my name, they would humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Yeah. They would turn from their wickedness. I will hear their prayers. Yeah. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their yeah. Anybody need some healing in your life? Anybody need healing in somebody else's life that's in your life? Mm-hmm. Prayer is the key. Yeah. Prayer lets God do what he wants amazing thing would be for you guys to to step out in faith and say, God, I'm going to step out and just trust in you with my life and with the lives of those around me. And just watch God do the most amazing things. And the thing is, I cannot manipulate that, you know. A great president here cannot manipulate it. That when you step out in prayer, God does it. So when he does it, you're going to be like, he is real. God is in this business of proving Himself to us. Amen? Mm-hmm. So pray. You don't even have to go to church and pray. But it should, you know, you should go to church too. You know, it's not a bad thing. Okay? Because I that's how I learned how to pray. Like I started praying, but how did my prayer increase? How did my prayer develop? I heard other people pray. So if you're not around people who pray, get around people who pray. Because just hearing people pray encourages us because everybody has a different prayer language. Everybody has a different prayer language. You guys knew that? No? Yeah, everybody has a different prayer language, and you got to find your prayer language. Yeah. But the only way you're going to do it, you got to pray. Okay, so let's pray. And I'll just pray God's blessing over you guys. And out you. How's that, John? Pretty good, huh? Yeah. Okay, Father, just thank you for today, Lord. It is you that we love, um, and it is you that loves us, Father. Thank you that you first loved us. Thank you for the power of prayer. You are so avid. Um, and adamant about teaching uh, the value of prayer uh, when you're here and jesus i just pray um, your strength and spirit and wisdom over these young people lord that you would pour out your spirit upon them so that they can hear your voice lord god um, and that uh, you might hear their voice in return Uh, jesus thank you for the forgiveness of sins father i pray against anybody here who might feel uh, guilty because of sins I just pray that you would feel your freedom, Father, because um, forgiveness is found in you. So we turn our hearts to you, Jesus, today. And we just pray that you'd hear our voice um, and that you'd make your voice clear to us. We love you, Father. Come and teach us about you and your ways, in Jesus' name. Oh, so, you guys, do you want to do the gingerbread house or do you want to do some kind of food thing? I think easy was better. Gingerbread house.